we're back. We're back live now, and we have Scout on. <clears throat> no, we should. Hopefully, our audio is coming through now. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. Are we good? We are consulting our. Our perfect. We're good. We got this audio down. Thank you to our technical support, Catherine, over at the Elks Herd and the Elks Call podcast. She definitely saved the bacon today. Um, but Ryan, let's Absolutely. get back to this. Let's get back to this USFL uh, XFL merger info. Absolutely. So, uh, like I said, um, forty-two teams from the surviving teams. Um, it's looking like, uh, like I said, Birmingham, Houston, Memphis, and, uh, of course, Michigan. So um, that drops the uh, New Orleans Breakers, the New Jersey Generals, the Pittsburgh Maulers, and uh, that's just, it's like, it's crazy to see this right now. Um, I, I've not reported on anything until I get something from a source that mm -hmm. is trusted. So seeing that and the fact of the matter is they got that through a text. And Jamar Smith, the quarterback for Birmingham, literally reposted that and said, are they going to have the press release through text too, and that's that's a that's an impactful thing to the players. I don't. I understand you got to do this, you know, in a sense of somewhat secrecy to keep everything, everybody out of a panic. But, woo, this is kind of. Well, nice. sending sending something that big via text message will send people into a panic, right? The I understand talking to players and talking to organizations and getting these pieces together, but having those kind of communications through text message is very, very easy to misunderstand something. So I can understand where the players are upset too, but like we were saying uh, before we solved uh, the technical difficulties, um, Scooby Wright, absolutely amazing. And with him posting something like that on on X, it looks very, very bad, especially when there's no major press release or some of this stuff was happening before press releases. Which, like I said, um, my sources have been telling me about their major press releases coming after the first of the year, mm -hmm. which this is probably one of the things that that was going to entail. So yeah. it's it's crazy, but um, major news. So that's huge out of uh, the USFL XFL merger. But uh, going back to the podcast, like I said, this is Scout Natick. He's the uh, the co-founder of Shotgun Sports Network. He um, you do it all, man. Uh, you got. The Elks uh, heard. You've got the uh, Elks call. So uh, it's good to have you on, man. Oh, I really appreciate it. And 
it's a really good time to come on and talk about shotgun sports because some people may be wondering what the heck is this behind, let's say, the Elks Herd or the Stallion Stampede, uh, any of our podcasts. People kind of wonder what the heck this is. And you've been along for the ride for four and a half years, coming up on the five years. And shotgun sports has existed for almost five years now. We're within the days. We're, you know, uh, less than 15, less than two weeks away from our major five-year anniversary, which I didn't even really think that we would make it to five years, but here we are and and we're growing. So um, yeah, once again, stoked to be on Off the Reins, soon to be uh, the new Birmingham Stallions hit podcast. So uh, yeah, very thrilled, man. Very thrilled. Yeah, like I said, it's good to have you on. So um, yeah, Uh, by the way, I need you to come down to Alabama and get your weather. it's cold down here. <laughs> hey, uh, we're, we don't have snow outside right now. Uh, I think actually, you know what? It snowed a little bit this morning and we have a fresh blanket, but um, we need you to come up to Canada and grab your Alabama weather because it is way too seasonably, unseason, unseasonably warm here at Edmonton. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we got a couple of milestones to celebrate here today, so... Uh, first off, Scout just uh, came off his first season of the Elks Call. Um, just completed it, so it's good to see that milestone in our uh, organization there. And um, we have, a, like you mentioned, we have another major uh, milestone we're celebrating because this is going to be the last uh, episode for the first of the year. So... Um, Five years of shotgun sports, man. I can't believe it. Five years. So, um, shotgun sports five years ago, a bunch of us were over at another meme page. We were making memes, and all of a sudden, we felt like making a new page and being renegades and doing our own thing. And um, right before the clock struck midnight, like we said, almost five years ago, and it was uh, New Year's Eve that we actually decided to do this and fully go ahead. And we started creating these different pages, and we got into AAF, the American Alliance of Football. You were a Birmingham Iron fan, and there there were CFL players that were playing in the AAF, so it kind of made it easy to translate and uh, we were enjoying that league, and we decided to make memes about it. And sure enough, you you, you ended up jumping on board and making memes. And um, your love for Birmingham sports has brought you here five years later doing a podcast on yet another Birmingham football team. So, um, yeah, since then, since those, since we went ahead and started all of this, we have now developed into – multiple pages, a website, shotgunsportsnetwork.ca, two podcasts now. So you have a podcast and then us over at the Elks Herd. Like I said, Catherine, uh, my other half and my partner over at the Elks Herd, her and I created the Elks Call podcast. And really, I have to thank her. Massive thanks to her for being my partner in crime on that. Um, We definitely wouldn't have quality over there if she wasn't my technical support, uh, telling me what the passwords are, 
XYZ because I'm horrible at passwords. There's a lot of things I'm really bad at, but Catherine definitely saves my bacon on a lot of things. So um, yeah, like our team, we have a team of like somewhere between 10 and 20 admins across six different pages. So yeah, man, it's huge. And five years later, we get to celebrate this on your podcast off the reins about the Birmingham Stallions. And what a great day with the USFL uh, news. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean, I, I wasn't going to start off with that, but it just, I just started reading all of the posts. So it was crazy. And I had to start the show off with that. Yeah. So, um, with that, um, let's go ahead and go into the uh, Birmingham Sports Brief. Um, so, since last time we uh, had the Birmingham Sports Brief, uh, the Birmingham Bulls wound up splitting the series with the in-state rivals, the Huntsville Havoc, with each team winning at home, the Huntsville game losing in a shootout. They were able to collect a win, however, against the Fayetteville Marksmen, who were currently leading the Southern Professional Hockey League right now, uh, with uh, Birmingham right on their tails. And uh, as we get closer to the halfway mark for the Southern Professional Hockey League. Sorry, everyone. We had a few technical difficulties. We made some upgrades over the between episodes. Uh, so uh, we're trying to work all the uh, kinks out of it. So Happens. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, um, we were talking about the Birmingham sports update. Um, like I said, uh, the Birmingham squadron just, uh, completed a four game win streak, including, um, the, who just wandered a game, a series with, uh, the Grand Valley Rio Grande Valley Vipers. However, uh, they uh, beat Memphis, Osceola, and uh, just minutes ago, uh, Orlando. I mean, uh, Rip City in Orlando, where the defense wound up keeping the game close, and uh, they the three pointers started coming in. And uh, they wound up winning in Orlando at the showcase, uh, 113 to 107, which actually they should have been in the showcase because there was actually a four-way tie in the South. But with all the uh, tiebreakers, they wound up being last of the four-way tie. So it's crazy. So, hmm. like I said in earlier, we had some major news earlier about the uh, merger. So, that was uh, exciting news. To add to it, uh, the Stallions also uh, acquired wide receiver Gary Jennings from West Virginia. Uh, hmm. Cornerback Mark Milton. 
Uh, they were all uh, signed on the 6th, while Darian Daniels and Brian Mill were both released. And tied in Chris Pierce Jr. ended his contract uh, to sign with the Carolina Panthers of the NFL. So That's fair. That's, yeah. that's definitely fair. Um, in other Stallions news, the Stallions did participate in the Sugar Plunge Shop in purchasing toys to donate to the Children's of Alabama downtown. Uh, the star uh, running back, uh, Bo Scarborough, uh, Stanley, the mascot, and Stallions cheerleaders were all on hand. Along with our guest from last week, Blake Muir and the Horseman. So it was a kind of a nice way of getting the Christmas season going with the them donating to those kids there. Always love to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Birmingham teams have been always been involved heavily with the community, so. That was just uh, another uh, big thing to see. Totally. Also, uh, major news out of the uh, USL, the United Soccer League, the Birmingham Legion will once again host the Atlanta United from the uh, MLS. Uh, So they were actually the first game that was ever played at Protective Stadium. So, it was nice to see, you know, it's nice to see them coming back to Birmingham to uh, take on the hometown uh, Legion. And uh, the, that's going to conclude the uh, Birmingham Sports Brief uh, presented by uh, fanatics. Uh, they have Birmingham Barons and Birmingham Squadron gear. So make yeah. sure you uh, head to Fanatics uh, in the link on the in the description and check it out. Nice. So we're gonna try something new uh, called the Stable Roundtable, nice. where we're gonna get our guests to open up a little bit and. As we mentioned earlier, we're celebrating five years of Shotgun Sports and the completion of uh, your podcast there, Scout. The Elks Herd. Uh, the Elks Call, sorry. Thanks, man. Yeah, I know. Excited. Very, very excited. Absolutely. And we're going to call it the, uh, st- the Stable Roundtable because we're going to let the uh, audience join in on the chat so if they have any questions or want to add to the conversation they can in the chat so first things first you mentioned earlier but go ahead and refresh us uh, about how things got started with the shotgun sports yeah so shotgun sports uh once again you know we were making memes and we were making all sorts of content and we decided one day that we were gonna make you know, we were going to make a meme page or we were going to make a bunch of pages. But I guess where I can expand on this is when 
people create a sports page, they want to become something. They want to become the next Barstool or a Nation Network or um, let's say fan-sided. When people build these things, they really want to become something. So for us, we wanted to be like a Barstool Sports. So um, we all came together. We made a bunch of pages. You came on board. And we also didn't do this just by dealing with, let's say, NFL or MLB or some of the bigger leagues. We actually started, in, like I said earlier, the, the AAF, the American Alliance of Football. And starting there really found us the hardcore fans and people that really love football a lot more than just an NFL team. And you yourself, you are one of those people. Uh, myself, I like the CFL a little bit more than the NFL. So finding those like-minded people was really, really challenging. But once again, here we are. You've been a major part of Shotgun Sports as well. And we've we've lost our pages. We've lost all of our pages once before. Um, we had somebody delete, you know, 30 to 40 to 50,000 followers across six pages or five pages or whatever. And I think we kept one page out of that original mess. And that's actually shotgun sports, the court side, which you may be dabbling in here soon enough if things go well, but, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. I mean, we'll see, right? Nothing's we'll see. Down. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We got to deal with the tangibles, but, um, yeah, I mean, going from just making memes and content, and now we have a website where we're producing articles, uh, we're covering major events in person. You actually covered the Birmingham Stallion season from the sidelines. So it's really cool to see how it's evolved. But yeah, the beginnings, December 31st, 2018, and we haven't looked back since, and we're officially going to be on our five years as of you know 10 to 10 to 15 days from now so it's very very exciting so uh tell me a little bit about how you got it uh evolved into what it is today how we how we how it <clears throat> how, how how we got here and it, a little bit more than just memes right how did we get out of just doing memes and how did we find this new direction so very good question it has a lot to do with us losing our pages um the other co-founder of shotgun sports alex he was no longer interested in dealing with the brand or making memes or making it bigger or doing anything with it so he actually handed me the keys and said hey you can have creative control and you can do whatever you want with shotgun sports as long as it's you know, not a bad representative of what we do. And uh, so he basically handed over the keys and uh, I got back into making memes and I still wanted to do something bigger, but the real opportunity was when the Edmonton Elks were looking for, of the CFL, the Canadian Football League, the Edmonton Elks were looking for influencers or people to kind of help their brand through obviously losing season after losing season. And we put our hands up and said, hey, we make memes and stuff, but what if we make this bigger? What if we make a fan hub? What if we make like a fan page for fans to all kind of talk around and talk in and more than a Facebook group, but like a page that also makes a lot of content for Elks fans. So we we somehow got the green light from the Edmonton Elks to go ahead and make 
make a fan hub. And we did that. And, and Kathy and I were the ones who spearheaded that campaign. And over the last two years, we have now snowballed this to the point where we have a podcast. We are doing articles. It's a lot more than just memes. And we still put out memes on, on Mondays. We still do that kind of content. But now it's memes are great content and great entertainment and everything else, but there's not much substance to it. So now we're a full fan hub that can even take our own media uh, photographs as well. So, yeah, I mean, somehow we got into that and we're trying to replicate that model. And, hey, you have everything to do with Stallion Stampede. We haven't uh, really talked to you much about it other than to give the green light and to give you some advice. But now the Elks Herd is kind of, started the stallion stampede and now you get to do a podcast uh, yourself which is amazing and once again very stoked to be on this show today but it's also very exciting because once again we're going to be celebrating this five year here right away so this is this is partially for uh partially with everything that you've done here ryan at shotgun you've been a massive part of the team and we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you. So thank you very much for uh, sticking with us and for being a massive part of the, the journey on this. I appreciate you uh, scout for, cause it's, it's, I do it because it's fun and because it, it, it it's brings more attention to the leagues. And I know that you guys have dealt with, like issues with fans not being in the stands before, yeah. Uh, at the in the Elks, so I know I know that's one of the biggest problems here in Birmingham. So, and the biggest the problem with that is the demographic here in Birmingham is all collegiate sports. Mm-hmm. So the major league, like the the professional sports don't get the credit that they're due. So it's pretty, especially in like the media, the news and stuff like that. So it's kind of difficult to get the word out about the, how the teams are doing, how Birmingham Barons are doing. Uh, are they going to make the Southern League playoffs this year? Um, I mean, it's like, you don't get that kind of news. Yeah, you've got talk radio here, but even the talk radio to is still focused on collegiate sports because mm-hmm. it collegiate sports is always going to be king here in Alabama for obvious reasons. But I think what's also interesting about that too is because you don't have any of the major leagues in your market or in your area. You have the biggest league is college football. Like you said, the SEC is right around the corner from you there. So the pro sports, people aren't as enthusiastic or as excited or as interested just because it's not the MLB or the NFL or anything like that yet. You know, people will definitely go to the NASCAR race that you guys have once a year or whenever it is, right? I mean, even that barely gets that gets attention the two week two weeks of the year that they're in Talladega so hmm. that's it I mean Dang. like I said it's primarily back years ago when the Alabama boys uh 
the Allisons and uh, Red Farmer and all were still racing, yeah. But now it's like, hmm. I think the only Alabama native that's racing in NASCAR right now is, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Um, but uh, there's only one Alabama native that's racing right now, so it's like... That's still pretty crazy. And it's it's insane. All right, moving on. Uh, what what made you decide to start the podcast, the X the X uh, call, <clears throat> the Elks Call podcast? So there's actually a really big story on this <clears throat> here in Edmonton. Much like you know, you guys in the USA have ESPN, and then you also have ESPN Talk Radio. Up here, we have TSN, the sports network, or some people like to joke and call it Toronto Sports Network because for whatever reason, Toronto teams always get talked about on there. But um, so TSN had a radio station here in Edmonton called TSN 1260. What ended up happening is one day I woke up after working a really long night shift or whatever. I woke up, I checked my, my phone and x twitter at the time x was blowing up because tsn 1260 was shut down very popular hosts very successful radio platform all of their shows were very popular at night sure you get espn or whatever but there could also be a blue jays game on there or many different games so it it was all of a sudden like it was a sudden emptiness that edmonton sports fans felt Every Edmonton sports fan that listened to TSN 1260 knew exactly what they lost. And shout out to 630 Chad and the guys over there. They do great. But TSN 1260 was the only real Edmonton sports talk all day long in your radio. You turn your key and you got it right there. So people like felt extremely hurt over it. It was a massive deal in Edmonton. So Kathy and I looked at it and we had been planning a podcast for, you know, a year before that. We had been planning this podcast for a while. The Elks Call name, that was a, an idea that we had for a year. Uh, the Turf District podcast is the other podcast crew here in Edmonton that focuses on Edmonton Elks. So we talked to them a year in advance. We had this set up for quite a while. And once TSN 1260 shut down, Kathy and I knew that we had to be a part of this and to get sports talk on the airwaves back in Edmonton once again. And that's exactly what we did. So we went ahead and did that at around the same time we launched our podcast, the guys from TSN 1260, or at least a big chunk of them ended up creating Edmonton sports talk. So um, interestingly enough, our podcast went on the air. We were able to have those guys on, help them promote a little bit. In turn, our podcast is uh, the Elks Call is now on Edmonton Sports Talk on Friday nights, 8 p.m. Mountain. So, a uh, beautiful story about how something went really bad, but in the end, it actually ended up being really good for everybody involved. So, um, yeah, it was it was just the right time, and now we just completed 24 to 25 episodes with a holiday special coming up. Wow, that is insane. Um, that it, the story of shotgun sports has been a roller coaster, but it's like always, even when we overcome the obstacles, we always get better and things get major. 
So, um, no, exactly. Even that, tonight, even sorry to cut you off, but even tonight with this podcast, right? Uh, things aren't always perfect for anybody. And sure, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but as if both you and I aren't going to learn from this. And um, hey, man, you know we we don't get we don't get any better if we just do good things all the time or do things ex- uh, extraordinarily all the time. No, that doesn't happen. That's not realistic. But what is realistic is having issues during a podcast or making a, a, a meme that flunks or uh, writing an article that people don't like. And from there you adjust and you grow and shotgun sports, like you said, uh, with, after losing all of those pages, we really, we, we lost really bad momentum. It's been an absolute roller coaster, but from all of that stuff happening, once again, here we are today and we get to have this conversation on your podcast. So um, massive, man. Yes, yes, yes. And like I said, it's the, we're still trying to get the work the kinks out of the uh, upgrades we made over the past couple weeks. So it's definitely for the better. So um, being a fan of the Elks, like I said earlier, the attendance issues. Um, what... Uh, what do you think has been affected to fix any of the issues that y'all had? Uh, or or what do you think could be done? Well, see, here in Edmonton, we do have an issue with the community ownership model. Unfortunately, you don't have an owner that's at the top. You have a board of directors and then a president under the board and then it kind of goes down from there. Um, so we don't have an owner that can come in and say, hey, let's do this, let's do that, let's fix this, let's fix that. So what we have to do here is try to reinvent the wheel, which is your fan experience at a football game. Because it's usually the same. you got a, you got a mini concert, uh, cheer on defense, uh, make some noise, um, cheerleaders, there's a the football games are a very very standard thing. There's not too too much you can do to spruce other than have sweet contests, have sweet halftime shows, which we haven't had. We had Swifties con uh, contest last year that was really really helpful. But the one of the biggest fixes that we can do is get the college kids more involved. Uh, the the Edmonton Elks managed to pull off a sweet campus campus class uh, last year, which had really good prices for college kids. I think it was like $15 tickets, cheap booze, cheap hot dogs, whatever. And they were able to get an extra 3,000 people in, which was college kids. They had an extra 3,000 that that made it in and went to the game. Now, with next year, they're going to be shutting down the upper bowl of Commonwealth Stadium, which seats around around 25,000. Lower bowl is around 30,000. So... The bulk of your attendance is still going to be down below. And what they're doing with this is they're closing this upper bowl in hopes that the fans are going to have a better experience down in the lower bowl, all squeezed together, all cheering together, and that's going to make a better game atmosphere. I don't think that that's necessarily it. I think winning is the biggest factor 
in your attendance. If your team is winning, we can take a look at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They sold out uh, five their last five games. They sold them all out at like a 33 to 35K capacity or whatever. It's between 30 and 40, but IG Field was absolutely packed. We're talking about a team that is a Grey Cup contender and has been for the last four years, had a dynasty on the line, once again fell that short. That's okay with me. Doesn't hurt any of the double E's records. But realistically, we can't really look at anything else other than winning. In 2015, when the Edmonton Elks Eskimos then were uh, in their Grey Cup contending season, the attendance for the Labor Day Classic was like 41 to 44,000. And then same deal for the Western semifinal. The Western semi was also at a 40K plus attendance. So in my opinion, I think all we need to do is win a 22 uh, home losing streak. You can't lose 22 games at home in a row across four years. You're going to lose fans in that circumstance. So it's just a matter of winning for this team. And then once again, you know, do more of the college stuff. Do a little bit more of the grassroots. Try to get more kids and young, younger people into the building. And I got to say, I, also closing up off the upper bowl could also bring more. It'll concentrate the fans into one area. Also, that will help put a better product on television. Totally. So whenever they do the broadcast or whatever, that'll help with the... Uh, I know that with the uh, USFL, they closed the end zones off mm-hmm. um, for a while because that way the fans would be concentrated in one area and they really only showed one side of the stadium. So... Yeah. That really um, uh, made a better product for television. Well, and that's that's once again another factor in that, right? They they don't want to see all the empty empty stands on TV. They want it to look full. So how do you do that? You close off the upper bowl. All right. Lastly, what can we expect from season two of the Elks Call? Ooh, season two of the Elks Call. It's going to be big. So like I said, we have a holiday special coming up on the 27th, which is not a part of any season. We're going to do a little giveaway. We have one of our good friends, one of our contributors at ShotgunSportsNetwork.ca, Len. He'll be giving us some tickets to give away. So and his, his friend, friend is actually, actually in the band. band. So, so that's, that's really, really cool. cool. But season two of the Elks Call, I can tell you that we have around three to four guests that are already confirmed. Uh, We have potential players. uh, Potentially, we're going to have some players on the show. More importantly, we have some alumni coming on the show in in 2024. So that's going to be sweet. We may not dig into too many organization members, but you're going to see players. uh, You're going to see alumni members, which is going to be a lot bigger. One of our favorite guests was Dave Jameson, who used to work for the team. He's probably going to be back on. A couple of our guests from 2023, they're going to be on as well. But expect a show with a lot more character because when we sh- when we started up the Elks Call, it's, you know, you, you kind of get the jitters. You don't know what direction you're going. You don't really have much character for yourself. You don't really know what to do. It's like Will Ferrell and Talladega Nights. 
I don't know what to do with my hands, right? So it was kind of like that moment for like the first five to ten episodes. And you're probably going to experience a bit, a bit of this as well. But 2024, we're going to be coming in with an improved interface. Um, we're going to have some different graphics in there. More affiliates. That's going to be a huge one. Very, very excited to talk about the affiliates that we'll be working with. Uh, in 2024, obviously, we're going to keep that a secret for now. But, uh, and then, yeah, we're going to be looking for a sponsor or two to jump on board as well. Our show usually runs about an hour, so uh, trying to keep it to the hour mark. But when the conversation is good, we're not going to tell anybody to shut up. So <laughs> I feel you on that one. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate have you uh, coming on, man. And uh, thanks for trying to help me help us through the uh, technical issues that i think we wound up resolving nice so, no uh, hey thank, thank you so much for having me on um once again big shout out to kathy in the background with the uh with the it help here but uh ryan awesome podcast so excited to see the rest of the season for off the reins i'll be tuning in uh every every tuesday night yeah we, uh, like I said, we're not going to have another one until after the first of the year. So, um, we will definitely keep everyone posted. But, uh, I want to thank everyone for watching across, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and X, and, or however you're seeing it. Uh, we've got multiple ways of seeing it or hearing it. So, uh, this was Scout, uh, Natick, and... I'm Brian Messer, and I wish everyone uh, happy holidays and see you after the first of the year. Good night. Happy holidays, everybody. Cheers.